This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Junkies and flunkies, welcome to the NWA Saturday Special. I'm your co-host, Dr. G, and we're going to break down the NWA. Talk about uh, this uh, past week's power. See, uh, you know, how it's going uh, going into the uh, pay-per-view NWA 75, which will be next weekend. Uh, interesting, uh, you know, we got a lot of stuff to break down. It's going to be interesting to see what the NWA does and what Billy Corrigan and his crew presents that weekend. Because I don't know about you, not too happy with the way things are uh, the last few months. But I can't do it all alone. I got to bring in my co host, and that is the podfather himself, Scott Criscola. Mm. How are Good you, doctor? What's going on? Friends and family, how are you? Welcome to the special. Uh, you are right. Uh, we have not been very happy. And uh, this is a make or break show for a decent amount of us. I will say that. Um, we will make this very quick tonight. It's going to be like a super pod blast, like super short. Because obviously next week here on the Saturday special will be the official... Uh, NWA 75 preview, so next week's episode will be a little meatier. And then, of course, next Monday morning, uh, the 28th, will be the NWA 75 reaction special, which may or may not be incredibly entertaining in more ways than one, if you get my drift. <laughs> you may want to stay tuned for that. That episode may be pretty... That that that, that uh, reaction special episode may be one of the most... Um, riveting episodes of any podcast in the history of the PTV Wrestling Network. So, stay tuned for that after NWA 75. But, as Dr. G said, we uh, have some stuff to talk about. Uh, we will go over the matches from this past Tuesday's Power, which of course is continued from the very long taping they did back in July at the uh, Studio One Center in Highland Park, where they did that benefit show. And I don't know if, if for those that have been watching, NWA has been promoting some combo show they're doing with some some indie promotion in Boca Raton, Florida. Apparently that show happened, and I'm going to give you the matches for that as well. Then we'll break down, then we'll, we'll give you the updated card. We're not going to break it down. We'll do that next week. We'll give you the updated card, and then we'll, uh, we'll bolt. So this past Tuesday, Doctor... You and I together watched the next, uh, the uh, newest Power. We uh, did. We had the Southern Six 
Alex Taylor and our world junior heavyweight champion, Kerry Morton, defeated Colby Carino and Joe Alonzo. Joe Alonzo got pinned by Alex Taylor. Uh, I don't know why they're called the Southern Six. There's only three guys. It's Alex Taylor, Kerry Morton, and Hillbill, Thrillbilly Silas. So I don't know why they're called the Southern Six. I'm confused. The promos kind of make no sense. But I like the fact that they have like a little faction. I'm okay with that. Factions are good. It's kind of yeah. the start of thing. I'm okay with that. Uh, of course, Kerry Morton and Colby Carino will meet next weekend in St. Louis uh, with Kerry Morton. I think it's so years. funny because Colby Carino was such a great heel. And now he's the face and I know. Kerry Morton's the... The heel, which I like Kerry Morton better as a heel. I, I actually would have loved to have seen Colby Carino and, and Kerry Morton, you know, actually Colby Carino being part of, of a faction with them just because, yeah. you know, especially too, they had that relation. They have fathers that were in the business. Um, I don't know. They go to mates for something interesting and they're just two shitbags. So it'd be great. Um. So yes, I agree, and uh, I think I think that's going to be actually a pretty great match. I might that might steal the show next weekend in terms of best match. Uh, Talos defeated Judas in five twenty seven in a big man's match. Magic, this was a fun match actually. Oh, again, I'm not sure who the heels and who the faces are, but Magic Inc., which is Magic Jake Dumas and CJ wrestling her first match ever. She's the one with the green outfit that does the hands and everything. Against AJ Kazana, one half of the United States Tag Team Champions, the country gentleman, and the number one contender for the world women's title, Natalia Markova. Magic Inc. won in 547. Um, obviously, AJ Kazana got pinned because Natalia Markova is not going to get pinned going into her big match. Um, but I don't know. Is Natalia Markova a heel? I don't know what's going on. But I guess she is a heel because Camille has been... Well, wasn't wasn't thing that was uh, he liked clear lines between you know heels and baby faces? I see that's working really well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Speaking of Camille, the hardest working champion in the business, she defeated Kylie Page, Kenzie's sister, in a non-title match in five twenty-one, and she she gets the pops. She she figured it out, Doctor G. We talked about her quite a long time ago. Um, when she was in Strictly Business. And she was the China to Nick Aldis's Triple H. Um, we're like, oh, well, how she's going to do on her own. Took her a little time. But once she started working with Thunder Rosa, um, she kind of figured it out. And then, of course, she beat um, Serena Deeb to win the World Women's title. And now she's reached over 800 days because she's just that good. Um, and then in a tag team match... Blunt Force Trauma defeated EC3 and Jordan Clearwater in 625. Of course, Jordan Clearwater ate the pin. So that was your that was your that was your power. Nothing really crazy. Again, the show was taped back before any matches were announced. Obviously, Joe Galley and Tim Storm um, obviously were were commentating uh, to time. So that obviously, knowing that the show was going to be a couple weeks before the show, but the matches, you know. Might be a little dated, but that's okay. So not a bad power, Dr. G. Nothing really terrible. Um, I will say that you are right, though. Like, when the in-ring is bad, um, when the in-ring is bad, it, it I mean, that that's like the one thing left. And it was a match we were watching. I forgot what it was. It was not very good. I forgot what it was. 
It wasn't the opener. It was the um Oh jeez. My mind I, I Was that from the previous week's power? Or was it no, this past week? It's the two big guys. Um Oh, uh Judas and Talos. Yeah, that match was, Judas, yeah, that yeah. match was terrible. That match was terrible. When the matches aren't when, when the actual in ring is not good, you're fucked, Billy. People some some fans will look beyond the lack of interesting creative if the in-ring is good. And usually when you get to the pay-per-views, the matches are actually quite good. We'll see what happens next weekend. So, tonight, if you're listening to this on Saturday, tonight, the NWA... All right, so there's no card. I thought it was had put together yet. It's being taped, and I think it's going to air... It says it's going to air tonight. Oh, it was taped back in July on the 19th, so... So today, later today on the YouTube channel, NWA will release that will uh, reveal or release that card they did in Boca Raton called Boca versus the World. Took place at the Boca Black Box, wherever that is, in Boca Raton, Florida, and uh, it'll be on the YouTube channel today. Probably in the spot where NWA USA normally is, so probably I'll drop at noon. So. I thought they had had it already and we had a card or a result. We don't, so that's okay. All right, so really there's nothing else to talk about, really, NWA-wise. We're obviously a week away. So here is the card again. We're just going to give you the matches, and then we will um, – obviously we'll break them down match by match next week on this on our preview special. So that's why this episode, this week's a little, little quick. Next week's episode will be a little meatier. Um So, on Saturday, remember it's two nights, so on Saturday, on Saturday, four matches have been booked at the moment. Uh, All of them will directly relate to matches taking place on Sunday. We'll begin. On the pre-show on Saturday, Daisy Kill and Talos will take on the Fixers, Jay Bradley and Wrecking Ball Ligurski, in the finals of the U.S. Tag Team Title Showdown. The winner of that match will go to Sunday and actually take on the country gentleman for the United States Tag Team Titles. The World Tag Team Championships will be defended twice next weekend. On Saturday, our current champions, La Rebellion, will take on BFT, Carnage and Damage, Blunt Force Trauma, for the titles. The winner of that match will move on to Sunday and take on the 2023 Crockett Cup winners. And that is, of course, Knox and Murdoch, which I think will be a great match, regardless of who they pick. I think all I think both matches are going to be great. Tag division is usually pretty good when you have yeah. teams in there that are good. Camille, hardest working champion in the business, is defending the World Women's title against Natalia Markova, and it's now... A no-limits match. A no, which is no-holds-barred. So, (laughs) that, that, Dr. G, could be fun. Yes. That could be fun. Watching the two of them pummel the shit out of each other. The winner of that match will take the belt to the next night and take on whoever wins the fourth match that's currently booked for Saturday, the Burke Invitational Gauntlet. The current participants are 
Allison Kay, former NWA World Women's Champion, CJ, Heather Monroe, MJ Jenkins, Ruthie J, Samantha Starr, Sierra, Taylor Rising, The Woad, and then more participants to be announced. So the winners of that will take on the winner of the Camille Natalia Markova match the next night in another World Women's Championship match. So those matches are set. And the only other match, so, so Saturday is set. Sunday, three matches are set. I mentioned them already. The World Tag Title match, the World Women's match, and the U.S. Tag Title match. And then, of course, the main event, a bull rope match for the NWA World's Heavyweight Championship, Tyrus against EC3. And if Tyrus loses, he must retire. We'll get more into that next week. We won't belabor that point because we all know how we feel. Now, these matches have not been set. These matches are, are set, but they've not been put into specific days yet. On the pre-show, Jordan Clearwater will take on Zion. He's the other masked guy with Austin Idol. Now, these are we on the pay-per-view proper. We just haven't figured out where. We mentioned it earlier. Kerry Morton will defend the World Junior Heavyweight title against Colby Carino. In a three-way match for the vacant National Heavyweight Championship, of course, EC3 cashed it in so he could get the number one contender slot. Didn't realize in the NWA you could just do that, but it's not like the TV <laughs> title. Kratos, Odinson, and Thrill Billy Silas. The two television champions, our men's or regular world television champion, Tom Latimer, and our women's television champion, Kenzie Page, will both be defending the titles. As a matter of fact, if Tom Latimer successfully defends the TV title, that will be lucky number seven. Hmm. <laughs> I know you have. I know you have some predictions on that. We one. will. We will save it. We will. You are correct, Doctor G. We will save that and talk about that next week. The World Women's Tag Team Titles will be on the line. The champions, M95, the team of Maddie Rinkowski and Missa Kate, will take on Pretty Empowered, the former champions Ella Envy and Kylie Page with Roxy. Matt Cardona will be there against somebody. Homicide will take on Joe Alonzo. The Brothers of Funstruction, the two dipshits from Juggalo, Yabo and Rufo, with Violent J, because, you know, the Insane Claw Posse is still relevant in wrestling, will take on somebody. And in a no-DQ match, we are kicking it old school, Jax Dane. And coming out of retirement for one night, Tim Storm. I'm actually kind of happy. I'm kind of pumped for that match. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm mean, not the biggest Jax Dane fan, but I, I loved him. Tim hasn't wrestled in a while, so hopefully he doesn't have too much ring rust. But Right. But it's also a no DQ, so that means weapons. But again, guys, if you're going to go in, go in. Go in. I agree. Don't half-ass it. Go yeah, in. Half-ass it. You know, and that goes – and I'll tell you right now, that one worries me only because Tim Storm hasn't wrestled in a couple years. But we talked earlier about Camille and Natalia Markova in a – no limits match, which is no holds barred. They will go all out. I don't think Camille will want to wrestle in a match that's half-assed. Because none of her matches she's been in on pay-per-view since winning the title have been half-assed. She's busted her ass. So if the girls are going to do it, the ladies, then Jack Stane, Tim Storm, you guys need to hit the gas. 
and we want some gig. We want some color. The doctor wants juice, damn it. That's what I'm saying. You just want juice. You want fucking juice everywhere. Just get it up. It all the time. Just in a match like that, you should have it. Come on, don't forget to put that little piece of uh, razor blade in your tape. (laughs) (laughs) But don't you agree for for that? Of course I do. Dude, you're, you're talking about a guy whose favorite gimmick match of all time is Hell in a Cell. But you I tell me I don't want blood. The thing Benjamin is, so too. other with things in the head, you, you know, that you, if you're going to make it somewhat believable, we know this, kayfabe. We don't all know all that, but but sometimes you want to suspend reality for a little while. And so, if you hit somebody something over the head, they're going to bleed. <laughs> right. <laughs> totally, I totally agree. So, I mean. Yeah, no, you're you're not. It'll be interesting to see how they uh, how they handle some of this stuff. And I, I, you know, this is a big show because I just feel, you know, when we were watching the other night, mm-hmm. kind of just having discussion here. Um, yes. I just I just remember how excited we were because I love that feel of the the studio show like the 605 show but just with a little new new spin to it right uh, love the, you know sometimes it opened up right at the desk you know it was dave marquez with you know somebody and you know especially with that time it was strictly business so mm-hmm. like right now you got a good faction with carrie Moore. you know something where it kind of did some build to it now it's just just a match 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 there's just you know maybe occasionally you get kyle at the desk but I don't know. They changed the approach. The whole purpose was they wanted to be different from the other wrestling companies. Now they're not really. They're just. They're just a. They're just a. Gosh, below uh, great value. WWE and AEW. I mean, I don't even know who, what's worse than great value. I mean, just no. What is it? The uh, the 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 white label. What is it? The white and black label. You know. Oh like, yeah. <laughs> beer. beer. Or you know. Peanut butter. Whatever the heck you call it. So I mean, come on, let's let's. Why did we abandon what what I think people were excited because it was different? Again, we all have these different. You know, I know you you talk a lot on your shows about the whole tribalism and all that. That's all BS. Whatever. We're all wrestling fans. We like a little bit of something. You know. So this was something different. No, was this going to be as big as WWE or AEW? No, but. It was something different, we, and we, how excited were we every week when we were getting ready to do that show, and, and even to watch it on YouTube, you know, before the pandemic. Then the pandemic hit, then they, you know, like, but they, I felt like they were such on a roll because they were different. And when I say different, it, they brought back something from years past, but mm-hmm. kind of put their own spin on it, and it's just, it's, you know, even like even the the, the storyline. I mean, unfortunately, he passed. You know, with the question mark and Aaron Stevens, and yep. uh, you know, like I said, strictly business, and it was just, I don't know, it was just, it was fun. I mean, and they they, they listen, they had a lot of great names passing through that now are in the big companies now. Yes, you know, include including our pal pal L A Knight. You know, like he was. Yep. He was in NWA. I mean, you think about, you know, well, I don't know what happened to Thunder Rosa. I mean, Thunder Rosa was hot. Um, you know, obviously Camille. Camille's really been, really has stepped above. Um, yep. I think she's gone further than we expected when, you know, she was first part of Strictly Business. Um, so, 
we're listen. I just feel like you just got you have to stay with what works. I can't imagine we're the only people that have been watching the NWA since you know he started the power shows in 2019 that are are feeling like this. I mean, I felt like we were just like I. Again, if I find myself on my phone while I'm watching wrestling, that means I'm bored. I wasn't always like that when we were watching the other power shows. Now it was like that was just horrible. I I I wasn't it was horrible. It was just wasn't is usually the matches we could say okay the the in ring. I mean not not every match was bad, but it was just again I, I you go to your point of taping beforehand, but you could still I right, I get it. That's what he's got to do to save money, but you could still have something that adds a little juice to it. You got to kind of know a little bit where your storylines are going to go. I mean, you can't tell me that they're, they're they're booking on the fly. Now they could be. I don't know. I mean, but I know in the bigger companies they're usually getting to a certain point. Now NWA seventy five is like their WrestleMania, so you would think they have somewhat of an idea where they're going with stuff. Wouldn't you think? Um, yeah, I would hope so. So I, I, I just want to, I just miss that feel. Now I don't know if Dave Marquez was part of the the way of why they were doing the show the way they were, and you know once he left things, I, I really don't know. We don't know what the whole story is there. I don't know. I don't know. Is Billy that difficult of a person to work with, or you know, like I don't. I don't really know. I mean, obviously, there's um, there's some stuff going on, you know, with him and Nick Aldis. There's stuff, you know, obviously him and Marquez. So what happened? What's going on? Right. Behind the scenes. It's surprising, though. I mean, maybe because a lot of the wrestling world is not watching and they could care less like that. It's surprising some of the stuff hasn't gotten out there. Now, I don't know if this just legally people are just keeping their mouth shut just to not cause any problems. I, I don't know. It's really mm-hmm. weird. Why Why isn't all this stuff coming out? What happened between Dave Marquez and Billy Corgan? What happened between Nick Aldis and Billy Corgan? What, what's going on? Why, why is, you know, is it them? You know, some people have said that Nick Aldis is not easy to deal with because he's pretty straightforward. He's going to tell it like it is. That's why they say maybe, maybe he wouldn't totally work in the end uh, in the WWE. Because if he thinks something sucks, he's going to tell you, you know, he's just straightforward, you know. Sometimes people need to be told that, though. <laughs> no, I mean, listen, uh, you know, from what I was told, Vince didn't like people always yesing him to death. Like, they wanted to challenge him. That's why he got along with Bruce. Because Bruce would challenge him at times, even though, for the most part, again... Vince's henchmen will also, like, even if they disagree with him, they're going to back him up. They're going to go, you know what I'm saying? They're going to, um, they're going to, they're going to go along as a team, you know, a unified front, even if they disagree behind the scenes. And, um, I, I don't know. I, I, I just feel a different vibe. Forget about the whole Tyrus thing. Listen, if the other storylines were good, we could handle Tyrus being champion. We handled it when people weren't too happy when, um, uh, Trevor Murdoch was champion because if you have some decent other storylines going on, and again, I think the faction, you know, with you know Kerry Morton's uh, faction, that could you know be interesting. Um, La Rebellion, I mean, they 
they're they're fun to watch. You could definitely do something, but um, just throwing matches together every week is just. I mean, I know you can't have a storyline for everything. I get it, but you gotta have something. You have all these belts, but like, where are you going with all these belts? Right. Or as I say, titles. Or championships. What is, it, what is Vince like? Championships? Is that He likes championships. championships. Belts. Just like so, in our wrestlers, they're superstars. I mean, again, that's where I, I just want to see some focus. We'll see. I mean, next week's going to be interesting because are we going to be lighting the world on fire or are we going to be pleasantly surprised? <laughs> are we going to be lighting it on fire or setting it on fire? Oh, oh. That's up. That'll be up to me. But, well, I mean, we'll see. I mean, let's... You know, right. we got to go in with an open mind and see. I, I mean, what I see lately is not very positive. But like you said, they are taping shows ahead of, ahead of time, and I get it. Listen, this uh, recording TV shows is, uh, you know, are not as not cheap. I get it. He doesn't have the kind of funding. You know, I don't want to say he's broke. Obviously, the guy is is a millionaire, and he's done well for himself, and he's done well for me. He's still doing stuff in the music business, but. You know, it just depends on how much money he wants to sink into this thing. I, I don't even know, understand where the revenue is coming from in this company. I really don't. He's got to be he's got to be losing money. He's got to be sinking his own money or something, or maybe he has some backers. I don't know. I mean, the pay-per-views are not drawing a lot. So where's uh, he, he's doing these, you know, shows where. You know, you're getting a hundred people, maybe two hundred people. So where where's the where's the money coming from? Well, obviously he's and and listen, he even when he does these shows where the pumpkins are involved too, and it's half music, half wrestling, he's still got to pay his bandmates. So yeah, yeah so he, I mean, I, I listen. The guy's a sm- smart guy. He knows what he's doing. You know, with the music industry and all that. And I do I do think you know he is a you know. Um, a wrestling fan. I mean, I know people criticize. Well, who is he? You know, he's just some fan that went. Okay, well, how does everybody start? It's not like you got a school for. I mean, yeah, I know you have wrestling schools to learn. You know how to wrestle, but like, who know? I mean, if you, you, it's it's a business. So like, either you do learn it or you don't. Like anybody, look at some of the people that are in the industry that you know didn't have family that was in wrestling how did they learn the business by working in the business you know like he did i mean billy's been involved in different organizations before and i think he did he have his own company for a little while in illinois at what time? or was he involved with uh with with uh no he, he was involved with tna yeah, but he wanted to buy that, impact from from the carters and yeah but he was involved in something before that in in illinois was it with the the insane clown posse. I think it was something with ICP. He was doing something for a little while. Oh God! If I remember reading correctly. Well, listen, this is a big, this is a big, big opportunity for them to um, get the people like us, the fans like us, that are like on the on the fence right now, to to bring us back. Um, yeah, that's a big deal, and. I'm sure there's going to be signs that say, if Tyrus wins, we riot. <laughs> Who knows? We'll get more into that next week. Um, that'll do it. This is, a, again, this was a super quickie. 
Uh, we just wanted to give you an update on what happened on Power, an updated match card, and that was pretty much it, and a little yapping like we always do. Um, because we are going to have really two shows next week. Next week's regular episode of the Saturday special, which will be the official 75th anniversary preview. So that ma- that show will be uh, a little meatier. And then, as I mentioned, we will have a reaction special that will drop on Monday morning, the 28th, here on the network. And uh, that one could be more entertaining than the pay-per-view itself, so who knows? Stay tuned. Uh, also, stay here with the PDB Wrestling Network. We have a great week ahead. We had a great week this past week. We had new episodes of um, uh, shows and stuff. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm trying to think what new shows we had this week. Oh, Talking WCW. Uh, new episode of NWA Crock and Roll. Yes. Uh, if you're listening to this on Saturday, tomorrow, Sunday, obviously uh, every Saturday afternoon, new episode of the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with my man Luke Jennings. And every Monday, of course, uh, the Monday Night Project. Uh, tomorrow, Sunday, uh, a brand new episode of Pot of Honor. Steve Willie and I had a very interesting uh, international flavor to our topic this month. So, uh, Coming up this week, though, we'll have a new episode of With This Ring. Uh, Dave Hall and I will have a new episode of Through the Looking Glass. And, of course, next weekend is NWA 75. And so it's a big weekend next weekend. It's NWA 75. It's Emergence, which is a a big um, impact show, uh, which is on Friday, I think. And then, of course, Sunday night or Sunday afternoon, I guess, technically. Of course, the big one, AEW has All In, uh, which is at Wembley. Oh, uh, did you hear about? Uh, I don't know if you heard about this stuff before we uh, before we head out. Uh, the big news story to, uh, that happened this week, or actually it was yesterday. Did you see the arrest of uh, one half of FTR? Yes, I did. Yeah, uh, Dash Wheeler was arrested for waving a gun during a road rage incident uh, yeah, down in Florida. Not, not good going into a big show. No, some not people have told. General, but, I have yeah. heard it's gonna. It would be a class three felony which means he may still be able to travel to London. If not, though, boy, could that have come at a shittier time because they've been pumping the hell out of the FTR Bucks title match for that show. And uh, now it may not happen. That's not good. Now, yeah, if this well, was WWE, I mean, Vince would fire them. They sold the tickets already, so I guess. Uh, and uh, it looks like they're trying to get, like, you know, it looks like it's going to, like, break all kinds of records. So, I yeah. Mean, uh, I mean, it's amazing, though, the the hunger for our wrestling overseas, especially in London or, you know, in in, in Europe. So uh, it's uh, it's funny how the other wrestling companies seem. I mean, I mean, obviously, WWE does very well when they go over there as well. But like, it's funny how like, you know, like TNA when they would go over there, they were more, uh, their shows were more popular than WWE shows, you know? So it's funny how, but again, and TNA had a lot of the old school and uh, WWE wrestlers that they were familiar with. Remember, you know, they get things differently over there compared to over here. So right. uh, that's probably the, the reason. And the same thing probably for AEW, you know, with the, the CM punks and, and Chris Jericho and, you know, the guys that uh, they're familiar with. Um, it's amazing that they were able to sell that many tickets really without a card. Uh, yeah. But it's interesting. Well, I mean, it's their first big show. The AEW fans are rabid, and I don't think anybody should be 
overly surprised per se. Well, I think you got to be surprised because of th- th- them not having to. Remember, this is a company that's only been around for forty years. It's it's a, you know it's and it, and they haven't established something like WrestleMania is like a Super Bowl. Now you don't you could you could sell out WrestleMania well, or come close to selling it out without having a card as well. Well, they did almost ninety thousand tickets have been sold for Philly. So crazy. Um, so anyway, we'll get more into that. Uh, over the uh, but actually, you should have brought, sure brought ninety. I didn't. Uh, they didn't even have ninety thousand for in Dallas. <laughs> in Dallas, holds well, you, know Vin, you know how Vince is, but that's what I read. It. I read ninety thousand. Although I don't think ninety thousand. Well, don't forget floor seats too. So don't forget the bots sell them, buy them too. Stub hubs and seat geeks and all those that counts. Secondary markets. So, um. Anyway, uh, that'll do it for this week. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. We will talk to you next Saturday morning with our official 75th anniversary preview special. And then we'll be back on Monday morning with the reaction special. Stay tuned for whatever that reaction may be. Have a great week, everybody. I'm Scott. He's the doctor. Ciao.